Okay, my friends. So today we are reading a book called Miss Rumpus. And the story and the pictures are by Barbara Cooney. And it's read today by Mommy and... Hmm. What do you got? He's, he's thinking. I'm a nerd. He's a what? Nerd. A nerd? Oh, a little candy? Mm-hmm. You're a little candy. You know the things that you see on the Mm-hmm. Oh, how cute. My friends, my guy today is a little bit of candy. Colorful, sweet-flavored sugar. Don't eat me. I won't eat you, I promise. I'm your pet. Remember from a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, have I got a story for you today. Are you ready? Does it have food in it? It has something similar. It has something similar to you. Something small and bright and colorful. It has flowers. Mm, Let me tell you all about it. Are you ready? Okay. The Lupine Lady lives in a small house overlooking the sea. Do you know what Lupine is? They're flowers that grow up. Do you see in the pictures, in the cover of, the pic- of this book, we can see lupine. We call them blue bonnets. It's another way of describing them. They're beautiful little flowers that grow in clusters in a tall sort of plant. In between the rocks around her house grow blue and purple and rose-colored flowers. Now the lupine lady is little and old, but she has not always been that way, I know. She is my great aunt, and she told me so. Once upon a time, she was a little girl named Alice, who lived in a city by the sea. From from the front stoop, she could see the wharves and the bristling masts of tall ships. Many years ago, her grandfather came, had come to America on a large sailing ship. And in the picture, we can see her standing on the stoop of her house. Do you know what a stoop is? I didn't think so. So a stoop is like the front porch, the doorstep by your front porch. Now, he worked in the shop at the bottom of the house, making figureheads for the prows of ships and carving Indians out of wood to put in front of cigar stores. For Alice's father, grandfather, was an artist, and he painted pictures, too, of sailing ships and places across the sea, and he was very busy. And Alice helped him put it in the skies. See, it's very interesting. Do you know what a figurehead is? In the picture, you can see one. Mm-hmm. A big fancy ship would have a figurehead, which is uh, uh, like a, a statue that they would put at the front of their ship. Kind of a sign of saying, look, we have something beautiful to show you at the front of their ship. And that's what her grandfather used to do. 
In the evening, Alice sat on her grandfather's knee and listened to his stories of faraway places. And when he had finished, Alice would say, When I grow up, I too will go to faraway places. And when I grow old, I too will live beside the sea. It's all very well, little Alice, said her grandfather. But there is a third thing you must do. What is that? asked Alice. You must do something to make the world more beautiful, said her grandfather. All right, said Alice, but she did not know what that could be. Have you ever thought about that? What can you do to make the world more beautiful? Ah, I think we'd better start thinking about that then. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Even nerds can make the world beautiful. Ah, let's see. In did you know if we if a nerd's a certain color, like pink, purple, or orange, they can turn themselves rainbow. I did not know that. See, well, there you go. I'm an orange. I'm an orange one, so I can make myself rainbow. Now that might make the world a more beautiful place, just by you being you. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> In the meantime, Alice got up and washed her face and ate porridge for breakfast, and she went to school and came home and did her homework, and pretty soon, she was grown up. She's she's in kindergarten. You think? Yeah. yeah, because if you have homework, first mm-hmm. grade doesn't get out from home. Okay. Only if you're not at school for a day, oh. they'll put homework on your desk. Okay. And then my great aunt Alice set out to do the three things she had told her grandfather she was going to do. She left home and went to live in another city far from the sea in the salt air. And there she worked in a library, dusting books and keeping them from getting mixed up and helping people find the ones they wanted. And some of her books told about faraway places. And people called her Miss Rumpheus now. And sometimes she went to a conservatory in the middle of the park. And when she stepped inside on a wintry day, the warm, moist air wrapped itself around her and the sweet smell of jasmine filled her nose. This is almost like a tropical isle, said Miss Rumpfus, but not quite. So, Miss Rumpfus went to a real tropical island where people kept cockatoos and monkeys as pets. Do you know what a cockatoo is? A bird. A bird, mm-hmm. She walked on long beaches, picking up beautiful shells. And one day she met the Baparaja, king of a fishing village. You must be tired, he said. Come into my house and rest. So Miss Rumpfus went in and met the Baba Raja's wife. The Baba Raja himself 
fetched a green coconut and cut a slice off of the top so that Miss Rumpheus could drink the coconut water inside. Yummy. And after, before she left, the Baba Raja gave her a beautiful mother-of-pearl shell on which he had painted a bird of paradise and the words, You will always remain in my heart. Wow. Do you know what a bird of paradise is? It's a flower. And also a bird. <laughs> You will always remain in mine, too, said Mrs. Rumpheus. My great-aunt, Miss Alice Rumpheus, climbed tall mountains where the snow never melted. She went through jungles and across deserts. She saw lions playing and kangaroos jumping. And everywhere she made friends she would never forget. And finally she came back back to the land of the lotus eaters and there, getting off a camel, she hurt her back. What a foolish thing to do, said Miss Rumpheus. Well, I've certainly seen faraway places. Maybe it is time to find my place by the sea. And it was. And she did. And from the porch of her new house, Miss Rumpheus watched the sun come up. She watched it cross the heavens and sparkle on the water, and she saw it set in glory in the evening. And she started a little garden among the rocks that surrounded her house, and she planted a few flower seeds in the stony ground. Miss Rumpheus was almost perfectly happy. But there's still one more thing I have to do, she said. I have to do something to make the world more beautiful. But what? The world already is pretty nice, she thought, looking out over the ocean. The next spring, Miss Rumpheus was not very well. Her back was bothering her again, and she had to stay in bed most of the time. The flowers she had planted the summer before had come up and bloomed in spite of the stony ground. She could see them from her bedroom window, purple and blue and rose-colored. Lupines, said Miss Rumpheus with satisfaction. I have always loved lupines the best. I wish I could plant more seeds this summer so that I could have still more flowers next year. But she was not able to. After a hard winter spring came, Miss Rumpheus was feeling much better. And now she could take walks again. One afternoon, she started to go up and over the hill where she had not been in a long time. I don't believe my eyes, she cried when she got to the top, for there, on the other side of the hill, was a large patch of blue and purple and rose-colored lupines. It was the wind, she said as she knelt in delight. It was the wind that brought the seeds from my garden here, oh, and the birds must have helped.
And then Miss Rumphius had a wonderful idea. She hurried home and got out her seed catalogs, and she sent off to the very best seed house for five bushels of lupine seed. That's a lot of seeds. And all that summer, Miss Rumphius, her pockets full of seeds, wandered over fields and headlands, sowing lupines. Do you know what it means to sow? Okay, it means that you're putting seeds out, spreading them about. She scattered seeds along the highways and down the country lanes, and she flung handfuls of them out around the schoolhouse and the back of the church. And she tossed them into hollows and along stone walls, and her back didn't hurt anymore. And now some people called her that old crazy lady. Oh, my goodness. Well, the next spring, there were lupines everywhere. Fields and hillsides were covered with blue and purple and rose-colored flowers. They bloomed along the highways and down the lanes, and bright patches lay around the schoolhouse in the back of the church. And down in the hollows and along the stone walls grew the beautiful flowers. Miss Rumphius had done the third and most difficult thing of all. My great aunt Alice, Miss Rumphius, is very old now. Her hair is very white, and every year there are more and more lupines. And now they call her the lupine lady, and sometimes my friends stand with me outside of her gate, curious to see the old, old lady who planted the fields of lupines. And when she invites us in, they come slowly. They think she's the oldest woman in the world, and often she tells us stories of faraway places. When I grow up, I tell her, I too will go to faraway places and come home to live by the sea. That is all very well, little Alice, says my aunt, but there is a third thing you must do. What is that? I ask. You must do something to make the world more beautiful. All right, I say. But I do not know yet what that can be. And in the pictures we see all the children gathering up the flowers and running around and having a wonderful time, wouldn't you say? And that's a beautiful story. And what a wonderful thing to make the world more beautiful. You should think of something you can do to make the world more beautiful today. What do you say? Okay, can you say the end with me? The end.
thanks so much for listening to today's story. If you wanted to get a copy of this story, I have got a great tool I wanted to make you aware of. You can pop over to amazon.com slash shop slash storytime with Philip and mommy. And you will see I've created a list for every month of the year. And in each list, I have put links for every story that we have read in that month. So you can easily find a link to the story so you can purchase it for yourself. And of course, this all goes to um, help support our, our podcast so we can get new materials. And of course, don't forget, you can also pick up your copy of the Storytime with Philip and Mommy book, The Sprightly Sprite and the Dragon Dragon. And of course, we always hope that you guys enjoy our stories. And we want to say thank you so much for listening.